Hey everyone, and happy Independence Day. I'm Philip Adams, and this is episode 28 of Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Newsbomb Transportation. The fireworks are already booming all around as we celebrate our freedom and all we are blessed with in this beautiful country we call America. I heard a podcast by Mike Rowe a while back that inspired this exchange, and I'll share more about that at the end of this episode. But instead of inviting a guest into the studio this week, we pulled together the unlikely story behind one of the most popular songs in America. I hope you enjoy this special edition of Terminal Exchange, and we'd love to hear your feedback and whether you'd like to hear more episodes like this. But without any further ado, here is The Summer Song. Growing up in New Jersey as a child in the 50s, Sam was a gifted youngster. But there was no way of knowing just how much impact he would have on the world later in life. Though his family ancestry included political activists and war heroes, the country was changing and growing. Fast. Sam couldn't imagine how he would escape his relatively normal life and achieve the notoriety and fame he was destined for. His only real hope in life was to make a living doing what he loved most. Music. He had no idea his choice of career path would impact the lives and capture the emotions of the millions who would hear his music. By the time he was a teenager, Sam was already giving piano lessons, and at the age of 16, he had moved to New York and become a professional church organist. As the 60s continued on, the nation's interest in all things music was trending upward, so Sam capitalized on this and opened his own music store. There, he continued to teach lessons and sold everything from instruments to sheet music. By the age of 30, Sam was deservingly considered a successful businessman. He had married and had a family of four daughters. He was doing so well financially that he was taking vacations abroad and treating his family to the various amenities New York had to offer. But still, up to the 90s, Sam was a relative unknown. He was writing and arranging songs for many of the local bands and singers, but he hadn't broken through to gain national and worldwide recognition yet. Truth be told, Sam wasn't looking for that kind of spotlight. He seemed perfectly happy and content to simply take one day at a time and enjoy each and every one as they came. His desire to relish the moment and squeeze the most out of life is what eventually led to the foundation of one of the most recognizable and beloved songs today. It wasn't until a return from a weekend trip off the coast of New England that Sam would write the melody that would forever change his legacy. Sam and his traveling companions were sun-soaked from enjoying the hot summer weekend, and he welcomed the fresh sea breeze and salty spits of moisture that greeted his face as he relaxed aboard the boat transporting them back to the mainland. As the water lapped the hull of the boat, his eyes lulled shut, and an easy smile settled upon his face. He leaned back and unleashed a sigh. His relaxation was unexpectedly tainted as a couple of other musicians aboard the vessel finished playing a song he had never heard before. But Sam actually heard another tune in his head, one that caused him to stiffen and sit up straight as the notes continued to flow through his mind. He began to hum the notes aloud. They never clashed, but rather, each note molded into the next, and the next, and the next forming the most beautiful melody. Sam looked around frantically, he had to get this tune written down before it escaped forever. But where? The boat was ill-equipped for writing. There was no desk, no paper. But then, a light bulb flashed. 
and a sly smile crept across Sam's face as he eyed his good friend Harry, who, up until that moment, had been enjoying the fresh breeze and relaxation himself. Sam had spotted Harry's crisp, white shirt. In minutes, he had dashed away the feared elusiveness of the melody and notated the tune on Harry's shirt cuff, which was perfect for transporting home. After all, it was safely attached to Sam's good friend Harry. After arriving back home, Sam set his tune to some lyrics from an old hymn. The song quickly gained popularity and soon was being sung in churches everywhere. But that's probably not the song you know. About the same time, Sam's song was gaining popularity. In 93, Kate, a writer and well-established English professor at a prestigious university in Massachusetts, accepted an opportunity to teach a summer course in Colorado. Rather than make the cross-country trip by car or plane, Kate opted instead to take the train, making for a unique experience that few had taken advantage of. Designed to make an adventure of this summer, Kate took in the sights and made some stops along the journey. One highlight was a stop to see magnificent Niagara Falls to observe the power and majesty of one of North America's greatest natural wonders. Another was a stop through the windy city of Chicago. Fresh, so bright they're hard to look at, white buildings gleamed as alabaster in the summer sunlight. A sense of patriotic pride swept across Kate as fireworks lit the night sky, and a choir of 10,000 voices sang, My country tis of thee. The remainder of the journey took Kate through the amber wheat fields and spacious skies of the Great Plains, and ultimately to the foot of the imposing Rocky Mountains. After arriving in Colorado Springs, Kate decided to join a group on a tour up Pikes Peak. Thinking that nothing could surpass the sights she had seen up to this point, Kate's breath was taken away as she began to look around her as she stood on the peak. Standing atop the 14,110-foot mountain, Kate began to reflect on all she'd encountered across this beautiful country since she boarded that train in Massachusetts. Gusts of wind whipped her skirt about and worked strands loose from her pinned-up hair. She was thankful for the protection the glasses that were perched on her nose provided her eyes. She stood in awe of it all. As a child, Kate learned to carry a notebook and pencil wherever she went, and for 25 years, she continued to record her thoughts and inspirations, the number of notebooks piling up. As she sat down to record her present experience, Kate began to describe the vista from Pike's Peak. Lyrical phrases flowed effortlessly onto the paper. Words came so quickly, it didn't seem as though she were even writing a poem. For Kate, she was simply recording what she saw and how she felt at that moment to more accurately share with friends and family back home. But still, the sight to her was like heaven on earth. While Kate knew the summer of 93 would be a memory that she would carry forever, she didn't realize the words she had journaled would one day be sung by millions of people across the nation. Sometime later, back in Massachusetts, Kate opened her notebook to recount the experience of that train ride and the trip up Pikes Peak. Surprisingly, what she read didn't seem to impress her. Those words simply didn't do justice to the experience she'd had that summer. Nevertheless, she decided to rewrite her observations into new poetic stanzas. Kate submitted the new piece to a local publisher, really expecting she would never hear anything back. 
Instead, she was shocked when a well-known magazine printed her poem in their July 4th issue in 95. From there, Kate's inspired words began to spread, and many songwriters tried pairing the expressive lyrics with a number of melodies. But none of them did the words justice. For the time being, it seemed as though Kate's poem would never be any more than that. Just a poem. Words on paper. But remember Sam and his inspired song? The one being sung in churches all over? Remember how I also said that probably wasn't an iteration you were familiar with? Well, in 04, more than a decade in the making, Kate's inspirational lyrics and Sam's flowing melody came together as soulmates eventually do to create a musical marriage that became the song every American knows and loves today. Sadly, Samuel Ward died just a year earlier and never had the privilege of experiencing the marriage of his summer-inspired tune and Kate's summer-inspired poem. The two never even met each other. It was atop Pike's Peak that Catherine Lee Bates wrote of the spacious skies all around her, the wind-blown waves flowing across through the amber fields below, and the purple-hued, majestic mountains that hemmed her in as she sat in awe of the God-inspired view. The summer of 93, 1893, would change Catherine's life forever. But it also inspired America's most loved patriotic hymn, one you'll likely enjoy this summer of 2019. The patriotic hymn that lauds the beauty of America, from sea to shining sea. America the Beautiful. I want to give special thanks to Paige Wood for helping put this story together. We also use resources from various online articles and historical accounts in addition to a really neat book that we found called Stories Behind the Hymns That Inspire America by Ace Collins. A really great book that I'd recommend pulling out. Some really great stories in there. Uh, But inspiration uh, for the telling of the story came from a podcast by Mike Rowe called The Way I Heard It. More specifically, the inspiration came from episode number 60 of of the show, The Way I Heard It. Uh, That episode is titled Something to Stand For. Now, admittedly and unabashedly here, Mike is a much better storyteller than I am. And I highly recommend looking uh, that episode up and taking another 10 minutes to listen to that story. I promise you'll, you'll appreciate it. As we celebrate America's independence this week, where are you right now? I mean, physically, across the United States, where are you? Where are you traveling this week? Where will you celebrate your Independence Day? Wherever that is, take a moment. Stop the hustle and bustle. Turn the truck off. Take a step outside. Breathe in deeply. And take a look at America the Beautiful. Soak it up. Whether you see the alabaster cities, the Purple Mountains Majesty, the amber waves of grain, or any other sight from sea to shining sea, remember that the diversity of our splendid country is part of what makes us proud to be Americans and what draws others to our fruited plains. We really do have it all, yet it's so easy to take for granted. We have the beaches, the mountains, the deserts, the plains, 
the oceans, the lakes, hot climates, cool climates. Think about it. Why are so many of us content to stay within our borders? And why are so many desperate to come within them? God has provided us with all we need within our blessed country. This isn't about politics or hidden agendas. This is about appreciation for the bounty of what we've been given. Look around you. We have what so many others covet, freedom, safety, resources, and unequaled beauty. Thank God for America the Beautiful and happy Independence Day. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Nussbaum is a recognized leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on Nussbaum's dedicated and truckload services, visit Nussbaum.com. Drivers can expect different when driving for Nussbaum. Top pay, weekly guarantees, and excellent equipment are just the beginning. At Nussbaum, you're not just an employee, you're an employee owner. Find out more about driving for Nussbaum at NussbaumJobs.com and hit apply now. Drive with purpose. Drive with Nussbaum. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. With new episodes arriving every Tuesday, don't let FOMO get the best of you. Subscribe to our show anywhere you listen to podcasts to get every exchange as soon as it's released. Then go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, terminalexchange.org.